0: Welcome to a God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. Thank you so much for tuning in, but I have a favor. Before we get started, I want you to take a screenshot of wherever it is that you are listening to this episode and post that screenshot on your social media. When you do, I would love it if you would tag us here at A God Shift, and then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Because the more people that share this, the more people that can understand that even if they find themselves in a point of disruption um, or unexpected circumstances in their life, that there's actually hope on the other side of that. And this episode will help to equip them with what it is that they can do in order to get successfully to where it is that God needs them to be. So thank you in advance for being willing to share this episode. So I am going to share my guest's We um, are actually connected in another organization, and um, I'm excited to hear what it is that she has to say today because she is up to some big, big things in the world. So I'm going to read her bio, and then we're going to get into this conversation. My guest today is a dynamic kingdom entrepreneur, award-winning author of 10 books, sought-after inspirational speaker, certified Christian life coach, and sold-out Jesus girl. Growing up in poverty and being told she will never be successful, she became resolute to not settle for mediocrity, but instead she uses her story to impact lives globally. After living a life of partying, poverty, promiscuity, being abused and struggling with feelings of inadequacy, she encountered Jesus Christ in the midst of her brokenness. Since then, she has committed to living a life of faith, obedience, and purpose. She now passionately empowers women to deepen their intimacy with God, discover their identity, and use their message to impact lives. She is the COO of Daylight Publishers, host of the Diary of a Jesus Girl podcast, and founder of Empowering Girls Club. Her practical antidotes, vibrant personality, real-life stories, and biblical insight keeps her in constant demand as a speaker and mentor. She enjoys traveling, reading, cooking, and spending time with her beautiful daughter, Christelle. I want to welcome to the show, Crystal Day. Hey, thank
1: you so, so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Um, so, yes.
0: Yes, I'm happy that you're here and I could listen to you talk all day. If you guys haven't picked up on it yet, Crystal is from Jamaica. <laughs> she lives <laughs> in Jamaica. She's in Jamaica right now because I recognize this background on her screen. And so, Crystal, I want to give a little bit of context for this conversation My podcast is called A God Shift. Well, as a matter of fact, my ministry is called A God Shift. All of my platforms are A God Shift. And my definition of A God Shift is the moment that we ditch disruption or delay in our lives, collide with God's purpose, and we ultimately move into a greater destiny. And I believe that one of the ways that we can partner with God during that process is by using what I call our kingdom authority. And my definition of kingdom authority is that it's actually our birthright as a child of God to be able to make things happen in our lives by partnering with what it is that scripture says that we can do. And so I love to always start my episodes off by asking my guests, like what is your personal definition of kingdom authority? Um, I think for me, my definition is similar to
1: yours, where I do believe that a lot of time we focus on what God can do and not um, realizing that he has also given us authority and power to do other things here on earth. So I I think about, you know, the, the scripture that the word of God says that um, greater that we shall do than Christ has done, you know, mm-hmm. and even... Recently, in my prayer time, I'm like, Lord, how am I really walking on greater, right? How am I really accessing that greater? Because that's what your word says. And I believe that a lot of time we quench the Holy Spirit in us. And that's how the greater is. It's not just, oh, in my own, my own Um, responsibility but through the power of the Holy Spirit that's where the authority and greater authority so for me that's what kingdom authority looks like it's just accessing the power that the Lord has given us through the power of his Holy Spirit and
0: walking out that and taking territories by faith by doing that. Exactly. And I love that you use that scripture. That's John 14 and 12 that you're speaking about. And it's actually a scripture that I quote all the time when I'm talking about kingdom authority. You know, authority and dominion is actually mentioned in the Bible 44 times, but that scripture is one of my anchor scriptures when it comes to kingdom authority. And here's why because you quoted the first half greater works than these shall you do in my name. But the second part of that scripture says, because I'm going to the father. And so to me, when I think about what is the implication of because I'm going to the father, and you hit on that, when Jesus left the earth to go sit at the right hand of God, what was left within us is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what gives us power to have dominion. It's what gives us the authority to be able to do all of the Mm -hmm. things that those 44 scriptures tell us that we are able to do. Yes, And it's just so sad to me. And the reason why I'm so passionate about my message in this season of making sure that as believers, that we understand what our birthright is, that we are powerful, that we do have authority and really teaching people how to walk in it because there are so many believers that are not growing their faith, that they're not overcoming adversity. And they're definitely not seeing their dreams come true because they don't realize that they have a role to play in God's will for their lives. Yes. So when you think about your own life crystal, have you, you know, you do some great things in the world. And I read in your bio that that was not your background. You came from poverty, you came from promiscuity, you came from abuse. And now you're in demand to speak okay. and mentor and coach and write books and publish books. So can you think of a time during that journey that you actually had to go, "You know what? I can't just sit back and wait on God to do everything to get me out of this situation?" But there are things that I can do. Can you think about a time in your life that you've actually had to use your authority to get where you are? Yeah,
1: um, I love that question because I believe so. For most persons, if you know, Jamaica is considered a very religious country. So we have um, we have devotions in school, you know, for the most part, we have a subject called religious education. So we learn, you know, about Christianity and different things. So for the most part, I mean, it's so crazy that even in a party in Jamaica, you'll hear gospel music play at the beginning, at the end, right? Because we're pretty religious. What you find though in in being religious is that a lot of time you quench the power of God in the religion and don't realize the, the importance of relationship. And the truth is, power and authority can only be accessed through relationship and not through just knowledge of religious really practices and I don't think a lot of Christians um know that so for me when I came into Christendom I was about 90 80 19 I didn't grow up in church per se but I attended um Catholic schools I attended Catholic church but so for me you just saw Christians doing the religious things you yeah. know you saw them pray and they beg God and things happen and for me I remember just getting to a point between I would say about 19 up just real sitting in church and just just thinking this could not be it like (laughs) there must be more to life than going to church going to bible studies and ticking off things on the box and i remember that was what kind of led into a pursuit for me of what purpose could look like and it was through seeking the lord for purpose and just researching what who, who am i in him I think that's what it, it came for me, how I understood power and authority when I start started to research and read the scriptures and actually learn who am I in him? Because like you said, I grew up in a background where a lot of poverty, I mean, my identity was a lot in, oh, you're an inner city girl, you're a poor girl that is doing well in school, you know, and you can get a good job because you have a degree. But outside of that, my identity I, I, I just wanted more there must have been more and I think that's where for me the, the understanding now okay there's more and I remember the Lord gave me this analogy about the the, the monarchy the, the queen and the family and he was saying that hey if you are part of a royal family right if you don't access all the riches and all the things. It doesn't take away the fact that you are still royalty. The mm. problem is that a lot of times don't understand our royal identity and the access that we have and that's how he revealed it to me and I started to walk and that's actually how my first book was birth living a royal reality discovering your purpose, worth and identity in Christ because it was through me understanding my identity, getting clear on whom, what my worth in Christ because the world says oh she has done an abortion so she's not um worthy of talking about god she has been abused so she's not worthy so going through that journey i recognize that hey like (laughs) the best way to put it is that i came into a revelation of who god is and the word of god that says that let it let everything that's done in the heavens be manifested on earth and that is done through faith and I tell you when I got that revelation of identity worth and purpose my life started to change because I no longer went to God begging him like God I need I need yeah. I need to pay my bills next week Lord beg you please for this you know but I I came from a place of this is this is what God has already ordained to me. And it's by a faith I pull these things down. And the honest truth is, my life, like I am unable. It sounds crazy, but I'm I cannot recognize Crystal right now versus 10 years from now. And I wish I could say, oh, it's because I have a master's degree. I wish that I could say it's because I did very well in school. I wish that like I'll I be lying. Everything that I've accomplished over the last, I would say, 10, almost 10 years. Um, Well, specifically, I'd say last eight years. It's only because I understood authority, identity and purpose. And what I wanted, I had to backburn, put put it on the back burner and say, God, what is it that you want for my life? And. What he had planned was far, far greater than what I believe that I could have done. That's
0: the beauty about being his child. So I have a question. So you're talking about pursuing purpose and you mentioned the word faith several times in your pursuit of purpose. And. I hear people use the words belief and purpose interchangeably. And for me, they're not the same thing. Like belief is what you think. Faith is what you do. And so when you were on your pursuit of purpose, and I heard you mention faith so many times, faith is what we do, right? And so what did you do specifically during this time? You find yourself in a situation that you're like, this is not what I want my future to look like. I want my future to look vastly different. I want to... Pursue a purpose that I can be proud of and that I can feel fulfilled. Fulfilled, and I and you said, and I recognize that if I'm a child of God, that I have the I have authority to do some things to get there. So I would love to hear what was something you did that was an example of you exercising your authority while you were on your pursuit to purpose.
1: Oh, um, well, that's I have so many testimonies of what. Faith could look like for me so I think the first first one I remember um in the pursuit of of, of purpose was I, I started to ask the Lord what is it that he wanted me to do and I remember just getting a revelation that he wanted me to to mentor and um impact especially young girls um, to talk to them about confidence, etc. Now, in church, the church thing to do is pray, 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 and yeah. you know, hoping something will work out. For me, once the Lord revealed it to me, it just meant that I needed to obey. So by faith, I put together a proposal, put it to my church pastor, and I started to do flyers and I gave out to the community, and girls came, and over twenty-five girls registered for that program. Now, persons would say. Oh, is that by faith? One, um, I didn't just, I don't think that faith is just, like you said, believe that God wanted you to do it. It meant that I needed to do the work. So even though in the initial stage, I didn't see the money to fund this amazing project, right? I believe that once I started to make the step that the Lord will provide and trust me, he superseded my expectation. But I also believe the word of God says that when you're faithful little, he will bless you with much. Yeah. So I did that first workshop where about 25, 27 person, women um, of all ages, actually, I was targeting teens, but older women came, right, um, in 2014. Now, in 2015, when I went back and I'm like, Lord, okay, I know you've called me to, for purpose. I know that this is what you want me to do, but what do you want me to do next? And he says, I want you to plan a conference and at this time i tell you in jamaica there was no women's conference like you see in the u.s yeah it didn't didn't exist conferences in jamaica was business oriented you don't really see churches having conferences so i'm like oh my god and he says 100 women would be there and i'm like i don't see i just got saved oh am i going to get 100 women again this is how faith came into play so you know, I did what I could do. I put out a flyer. I got speakers. I did what I could do. And the budget, like I, the budget was like crazy, but at the end, again, I saw the faithfulness of God because I didn't go to him and beg like, God, I beg you please to fund this. No, like, this is what you said. Tell me what to do. And by faith, each step and hundred and a, 110 women came to that conference women fly down to this conference you know um and i could give you stories upon stories of for me just spending time with the lord asking him what is it that he wants me to do by faith taking these steps and i've seen the faithfulness of god every single time
0: You know, and what I think is important to highlight in what you just described is I often say the how is none of your business, because see what most people do and what you could have done was, okay. you're asking me to do something that is normally not even done in this area. I don't really know how to do it. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. I don't know how I'm going to find the women. I don't know how I'm going to get them there. And so many people do nothing. But the how was his responsibility. Your responsibility was just to say yes. He didn't ask you to pay for it. He didn't ask you to find the women. He didn't ask you to convince the women to come. He just said, Crystal, this is what I want you to do. And your only job was to say yes. And when you were committed to your yes, that's when the how showed up. You know, you weren't just like, oh, gosh, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then five years later, you're like, well, you know, at one time the Lord told me to put on a conference, but I didn't really know how to do it or how I was going to pay for it. And so now that's just a, a box that's going to be sitting on the shelf of, of blessings with my name on it when I get yes. to ask. It. You know, something else that you said, you talked about prayer and you said, I didn't just pray about it. Because I believe that even prayer can be used as a form of procrastination. Oh yes, and a crutch. <laughs> and a crutch. And we're all, you know, we're looking for more. More. We're praying for more confirmation. How about I asked you, God, for an opportunity. I prayed for an opportunity, and now you presented me with an opportunity. So how about we begin to see opportunities that are placed in front of us? as one of God's ways of answering our prayers, instead of going back to him to pray for confirmation for the answer to the prayer that you already asked. Mm -hmm. And I think that we do that because we doubt. I think we do that because we don't see the entire staircase. And so there's a danger in prayer. And it's not that we shouldn't pray because the Bible tells us that we should pray. But unfortunately, I believe that many of us, like you said, we're using prayer as a crutch we're using prayer as a form of procrastination. We're using prayer because we've made an idol out of confirmation. But what I heard you say was that prayer is not the answer to pursuing your purpose. You've got to get clear on what it is that God told you to do. And more importantly, you've got to do what Crystal did and take a step even when you don't know what those steps are supposed to be. Yes.
1: And a a beautiful thing that I've learned, the truth is, the the word of God tells us that the steps of a good man slash woman ordered by the Lord. And one of the things the Lord showed me, even on my entrepreneurial journey, is that my missteps are also ordered by him. Because the truth is, I can pray and believe in my heart, this is what the Lord is saying that I should do, and something don't work out as it ought to. And I've had many failed launches. I've had... Um, workshop hosted where it's only five persons attend so I don't want persons to say oh you know she hosted a conference and 100 person attended um, versus yes I've had events but for me I no longer see these disappointing moments as oh I'm supposed to be embarrassed or anything like that I look at it as okay I took this faith step by faith and God will honor my faith Um, and I'm trying to please God. That's, that's my heart desire that my heart is to please him. And even if I make a misstep, then he's not up there saying, Oh, Crystal, you should not have done this. No, he's not. He's not that kind of God. He's like, okay, my daughter. Okay. this Actually, I was testing you to see if you would have been obedient. I was testing your heart desire to see if you're interested in numbers only. You know, I I was testing to see, you know, and while these lessons have not always been the easiest and the most welcoming, because we want to stay on the successes, I've learned that even as long as my heart is to honor him, then he will um, eventually give me the desires of my heart.
0: Your obedience to God is what shows God that you're ready. And if I tell you to do something, especially when you're fearful, especially when you don't quite know how, you're demonstrating to God that you're actually ready for more. You're demonstrating to God that you're actually ready for everything it is that He has for you. So just imagine if you wouldn't have been obedient, there's a great chance that you would have not um, accomplished what it is that you accomplished, not just in the event, but placing your life on the trajectory that it was, or it could have been so delayed. You know, I talk a lot about delay, you know, when I said my definition of a Godship is when we ditch disruption or delay, the two things that are standing in the way of you not having what it is that God promised you is for some people it's the disruption and unexpected circumstances in their lives that are keeping them stuck. And for other people's it's because it's been so delayed. Well, part of the reason that it could be delayed is that you haven't been obedient to what it is that he already told you. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's so much that we can do based on what he's already said, instead of waiting on what it is that he's going to say next. But guess what? Newsflash. If you haven't done what he told you to do last, don't wait on him to say anything else because he's probably not going to. Yes. Why would he waste his time? Like, you know what? Why would I give you anything else and you didn't do what I told you last? Yes. It's the same way with our own kids. Don't ask me to take you here or to buy you that and you didn't do what it is that I asked you to do.
1: Yes. And one of the, beautiful, one of the things I recognize too, and I feel like a lot of pers- per- persons that struggle with purpose, it's because they think that they should have an idea of what purpose look like. And when God revealed it to them, I'm like, oh, no, that's not how it looks. I'm not pursuing that. I'm sorry. And I've seen it with a lot of persons that have, you know, come to me and they, oh, uh, no, God, that's not what my purpose is. This is what my purpose should look like. And for me, I had to do what I can't consider the great exchange. Right. Because the truth is, I knew that whether I pursued God things are not there's a high chance I would be successful because I have a degree you know I'm I'm pretty intelligent I could get a good job so I really didn't need to pursue what I believe God was saying to become successful but I had to ditch success in order for me to be obedient and do that great exchange and believe that you know the truth is, the ultimate success truly comes when he says, well done. Yeah. You know, I had to get to a place like what success meant for me is being obedient to God and not the numbers, not the amount of money, not the, the accolades that may come. And what I found, the beautiful thing is that all the things that I really
0: desired deep
1: down, they came to pass even by pursuing his way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share some tips with the audience of how they can begin to put some of this stuff together in their lives so that they can pursue their purpose more powerfully as well. Yes. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. So, Crystal, before the break, we were talking a lot about pursuing purpose and God's role in us getting to our destination of purpose and our role in getting us to our destination of purpose. So if there is someone that is listening to this episode and they're struggling to actually figure out how they can exercise the authority that God gave them in order to get to where it is that they want him to that that he wants them to be what would be the best tip that you would give them
1: um i was i think it would definitely start by me all right, Holy Spirit, how do I share? All right, so let me give you the three best tips that I would say when it comes down to person per purpose. One, I believe that you should be able to um, release every single plan and per, anything that you have for your life, like all of that, put it on the altar. Sometimes he would say, yeah, that's exactly what I want you to do because you're on the right path. And sometimes he said, well, I want you to think so. I would be I would present it to the author through prayer, um, sometimes through fasting and really being willing to listen to what he's saying. Um, Number two, I would say is to. Um, spend time in the word. Spend time in the word, spend time um just kind of growing your spirit, man. And that can be through worship, can be through um, you know, just fellowship, having the right company, having the right conversation with the right people. So I believe that, you know, you have to 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 feed the the word of God says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So one, it starts with spending time in his word, but also spending time around the right people that you can have this conversation with. And the final thing, um, Paul, I think Paul says it best, be willing to be a fool for Christ. Yes. <laughs> I think a part of authority and power um, is shown through our the foolish things that the Lord used to confide the wise. Because when you think about uh, Elijah saying to people that, hey, rain won't fall unless I say it's supposed to fall, there is a very high chance that he was going to be embarrassed and rain would fall when he says rain shouldn't fall. You know, Um, but I do believe that you have to be willing to be a fool for Christ. And that, for me, was a big part of it. You know, me leaving my nine-to-five job like... (laughs) Like I had to be willing to, and, and everybody said that's foolish. Everybody says that's stupid. You know, God is not going to. And I had to be willing to look like a fool for Christ. Um, so I, I think those were would be my three things when it comes on to purpose. And, and finally, I think I would just add, you know, just have a hard posture to please God. If your hard posture is to please God, then it will work together for your good. So, even if you say rain fall and it don't fall, and you feel embarrassed in that moment, I guarantee that eventually it will work together for your good,
0: and God will show up for you because He's He's He is dedicated to our success. Yep. Well, you guys heard it. That's how you pursue purpose. She should know. She's done it herself. And she's taught hundreds, if not thousands, of other women how to do it as well. So, Crystal, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, Well, again, I want to say... Thank you. Thank you
1: so much for having me on your podcast. Um, For me, I don't take it for granted any platform I get to share on. It's truly, true, true God is really a a blessing to be able to share, you know, the the messages and the the revelations that God has given me to impact your audience. I pray that you have been blessed. And of course, your listeners have been blessed. So thank you again. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm very, very active on social media. I believe that's one of the platforms that God has given me to store and well. So you'll find me on all all those social media platforms. I do have a website also, crystalday.com. And also, as you mentioned, I am a book coach and uh, book marketing person, a publisher. So you can find me at daylightpublishers.com. Okay,
0: perfect. And is there anything that you would like to offer the audience if they would like to take things further with you? Oh, definitely. So
1: I have my annual purpose planner that is available. It is Uh, 2023 purpose planner you know it really is an amazing planner um this is actually the seventh year of the planner and each year the lord um you know really makes it better so if you are interested to kind of see the lord on godly goals and how to structure holistically not just oh spiritual no holistic goals but um this year also he has been talking to us talking to me a lot about spiritual development and personal development in terms of God's way, not the the world's way. So that's available um, at Bentley.2023
0: Purpose Planner. So you can get a copy of that. Perfect. Well, I will make sure that the links to her social media and her websites are in the show notes so that all that you have to do is click them. So Crystal, thank you so much for being here. Excuse it was me, my a pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> to have you. I love talking about purpose and people love hearing about purpose, but more importantly, I hope that they have learned something today that they will implement so that they can actually get to the purpose that it is that God has them. So thank you again for being here. Audience again, share, share, share this far and wide because that's the number one question that I get asked is how do I know what my purpose is? And how do I accomplish my purpose? So make sure that you share this because I know that there's someone that you know that has those questions as well. So share this episode and I pray that you will be back here next week for another episode of A God Shift. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. God bless you. I want to thank you for listening to The God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.